Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin. Doing a post-game pod for the Mavs. Big win against uh, Portland. And I say big win because, I mean, uh, obviously they won by a wide margin. It was a lot wider than the score indicated. But uh, basically, just about everyone, if not everyone, got to play in this game. Um, you know, look, and I got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah, all 15 players played. Uh, Boban basically played the fewest minutes. Um, he really didn't give much. I, I think one of the things they noticed when Boban was in the game was he kind of clogged the lane for uh, Porzingis. And we'll start with him because uh, Porzingis had a really good game. You know, he... He had 34 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists. Uh, you know, he was 3 for 7 on his threes, which is pretty good. It's 42%, obviously. Anything over 40 is good. Um, he had a couple blocks, a couple steals, and probably just one of his better just overall games, you know, since being a Mav. Yeah, you know, he, I know he had some in the bubble and stuff like that, and you can include those, but... You know, I, I don't know which one might be best or whatever, but this was one of his better overall games. You know, because he was hitting from outside, hitting from inside, getting to the free throw line. Just something that you'd like to see when, you know, Luca gets back, kind of keep, you know, not, you know, he had 21 shots, which was really good. You know, I was not really complaining, but I was talking to you know about the last game where Brunson had so many shots and he had the most out of anyone. And I just feel like your top two shot takers should be Luca and Porzingis, right? Because I I feel like those are the two best players. And I know Brunson's having a good year starting wise, but I just think. Porzingis is a guy who can make an all-star team. He did make an all-star team, and I think he can do it again. So, obviously, I, I think he's the guy you need to go to. He's the guy you need to run the offense through. Um, the fact that he got five assists, I think it's fantastic. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it just shows that he's probably passing out of double teams. He's finding an open guy, and that open guy's hitting a shot. So, uh, Dwight Powell was another guy who had a good game, which was funny. Uh, you know, he had 22 points. Uh, what's funny is he only had three rebounds. Uh, you know, <laughs> he played twice as many minutes as Moses Brown, and Moses Brown had five rebounds. And that's just, you know, that's kind of one of my complaints. And I, I know he had a really good game. He had seven free throws, but he made three. He made a three-pointer. He was 9 for 11 overall. Uh, you know, he was getting a lot of stuff at the rim. Uh, Josh Green found him a couple times. Porzingis found him a few times. And just overall, you know, he was able to get dunks and layups. And that's pretty much when he's at his best, right? I mean, that's one thing Powell does do is when he gets the ball, Close to the rim, he will finish. Now, he does have those goofy shots he takes that somehow a lot of times find their way in the basket. I don't know. It, they're funny if you were to freeze frame them and take a picture or whatever. But uh, he didn't. what's funny is he didn't have any defensive rebounds. Every one of his rebounds were offensive. So 
kind of something that's odd kind of stat but you know he he was sort of important to you know what they were doing Moses Brown struggled a bit he played okay like I said he had five rebounds three offensive you know he had a couple free throws he had a couple shots had six points uh, he had three turnovers but like I said he, he's a guy you want to try to develop uh, if you if you think you can get another big obviously you do that but if not if, if this is the team you're going to work with I just think you got to have to continue to develop them you know Marquise Chris didn't play a ton of minutes and I think one of the reasons he really didn't play in the first half and he got all of his minutes in the second half is he fouls a lot that's his big downside uh seems to foul a lot which is not ideal but at the end of the day, I do think he's a better player than Willie Cauley-Stein. I would rather have him on this team over Willie Cauley-Stein. And if that's possible, if that's something that the team is interested in, I, I think they should do it. And uh, it, it just, you know, at, at this point, I just assume Leif Powell is the starter. I know some people want Maxi. I like Maxi a lot. Um, Maxi. One of the things about Maxi is it seems like he kind of wore down towards the end of the season. I don't know if that's true. It kind of seems like he did. Maybe he was a little out of shape. I don't know. He looks like he's in better shape this year. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. I, I just, you know, I do like Porzingis starting at the four and then moving to the five. I, I, I do think you need to protect his fouls. Uh, Portland didn't have a big last night, so it wasn't a big deal. But if you do notice, like when he does play the five and there is a legit center in there and he has to defend him, he, he does struggle a bit. So I, I know a lot of people want to see him start at the five, but I, me personally, I, I like the idea of him starting at the four, but sort of finishing at the five. So, you know, like the fourth quarter and stuff. So, and that way you could keep his fouls down for the game and then the last six minutes. If, if you need to, you know, if the game calls for basically him playing the five, you can play him at the five because hopefully at that point he won't have a bunch of fouls. So uh, the one of the really good players last night uh, was Josh Green. Josh Green, I, I you know, I've given him a hard time in the past. Uh, he was... Last year, he was a really bad player, and I don't think that's a secret. Um, it kind of went to the fact that Carlisle's not really that great at developing young players, and I know people look at, like, they, you know, quote-unquote developed Maxi and developed Dorian, but those two guys were actually older players by the time they were in the league. Maxi was, like, 25 when he came into the league, and Dorian Finney-Smith wasn't that much younger because he 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 was in college, I think, for five years. I think he started at one school and then transferred to another, and I think you have to sit out when you transfer. And so I want to say he was in college for like five years. It was at four at the at least, you know. So he was a bit older player. Um, Josh Green is not an old player. He, he only played one year of college. He, you know, 
basically came out after his freshman year. He's only like a 20-year-old. Um, he has a lot of developing to do. And I, I think that kid and the coaching staff was determined to develop him. I think I, I think Cuban wanted him developed. You can't waste your draft picks like the Mavs have been doing for the last 20 years. And the more minutes he gets, it seems like the better he gets. Um, you know, he, he had 10 assists last night. He was making some really good passes. You know, he only scored nine points, which is fine. You, you don't need a ton of points from him. You just don't need a ton of, like, bad shots like you get from, say, one of your other, you know, players. Like, <clears throat> you get a lot of bad shots. Not really bad shots, but, like, Hardaway can miss a lot of shots. And I've, I've said it in the past, you know, Hardaway, can, Hardaway and Bullock one game went 0 for 13 on their three. And... Um, it, it was just one of those things where, you know, seeing him play as well as he did, you know, I somebody posted what their what they wanted the starting lineup to be when they were everybody was healthy, and I don't remember what they had put, but you know, I put, I, I think it should be Luca and Josh Green with Dorian Finney-Smith, Porzingis, and Powell. I, I think Josh Green can play off of Luca. I think his ability to cut to the basket helps a player like Luca, who's always looking for someone cutting to the basket. He can stay out of your way, but he can also defend. He's a really good defender. He had two steals. You know, he only had one turnover on those ten assists. He makes some really good passes. He had three free throws. Uh, you know, he was over two on his threes, but you know, he didn't take he didn't take twelve. He only took two. Uh, I, I just think he he's the guy you need to put next to Luca. A lot of people want Brunson to start, but Brunson just doesn't give you the defense that you need. And I think Josh Green does. I, I think Bullock does. But in, unless Bullock's shooting returns, I, he's just he, it's tough to have out there because he can't shoot. You know, he's shooting poorly. And I'd rather have a guy like Josh Green who can actually you know, cut to the basket. Bullock's not a guy who cuts to the basket. He's just going to stand there. So if it were me, I would put Josh Green in the starting lineup. I, I know that's kind of crazy to say after kind of some of the things I said, you know, earlier, you know, in the summer and last season. But I, I just think that's where you're at with this team. You know, you need, you need guys like Brunson, Hardaway, Bullock, Nilakina, Maxi, and Sterling Brown, who's been playing very well since coming back. You need those guys um, coming off the bench. You need a good veteran presence coming off the bench. You know, Brunson's a guy who can score coming off the bench. Um, Bullock can defend. Come, you know, Bullock and Maxi can defend. You know, coming off the bench. But even Sterling Brown, I, I think, is a good defender. So, And then if you just add, you know, Moses Brown and uh, Marquise Chris, you know, you just, you've got all of a sudden, I think, a more, I don't know, I, I just feel like the bench is a lot better. You know, you can't, you know, early in the year, their bench was being outscored like 35 to 4. You, you can't have that. And... 
it, it's just the way their starters were getting outscored and their, their bench getting outscored. I, you know, I just think it's something that they should look into. I, I know they'll continue to probably start Bullock. I, from what I understand, he's going to join the team in Sacramento. I don't know if that means he's playing Wednesday or Friday. I think both games are against Sacramento. They play two in a row. So, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith had a really good game yesterday. He had 14 points. He had nine rebounds, five assists. He had he was three for six on his threes, 50%. His shooting's been going way up. He's somebody that's starting to be a positive. You know, he's been that way for a few weeks now, several weeks now. And, you know, like I said, it's the the – the the group the you know Bullock Hardaway and Sterling Brown were the kind of guy that at the beginning of the year those were the guys kind of really holding them back you know Dorian Finney-Smith was part of that but his shots started coming back and nobody else's really has so um, I I'm just curious to see um, now one guy last night and actually against Utah who who played really well was Brandon Knight. And this is going to be an interesting decision that I, I wonder if the Mavericks, you know, Cuban and Nico, I'm wondering if they're thinking about this because I, I think Brandon Knight's a better player than Trey Burke. And I know I've ragged on Trey Burke a lot. Uh, I... I get frustrated with Burke. I know he has his games where he'll score 18 or whatever, but he, he has too many games where he doesn't do really anything. You know, Brandon Knight had five assists, three rebounds. Um, he had a steal. You know, he got four free throws. You know, he didn't shoot the three all that well. He was only two for seven. But, you know, he, he's a guy who can get to the rim. Because uh, he has size, he, he's a point guard that's got size. Uh, that was the that was the one thing he always had, you know. Coming out of he was a really good college player, and well, he's only six foot two, but he's got he's got long arm. He's like uh, he's like Nilakina in that he plays bigger than he is. You know, Nilakina, uh, who actually played well last night as well. You know, he was two for three on his threes. You know, had eight points and a couple assists, but you know Nilakina can defend multiple positions because he's he's a long player. He's got like a seven foot wingspan. Wingspan. You know, Brandon Knight's kind of the same thing. He's a long player, and I, I just think he's better than Trey Burke. I just you know he's worked real hard to try and get back to um, the NBA. He's been out of the NBA for a while. Uh, I just to me if. If Dallas doesn't sign Brandon Knight, somebody will. Um, and I think somebody's going to take advantage of that. Because I, I, I think when you're bringing guys off the bench, I, I think guys like Brandon Knight and Nilakina are kind of interchangeable. Now, Brandon Knight's probably more aggressive as an offensive player. You know, he'll take it to the rim and stuff like that. Um, but as far as... Um, you know, as far as between Knight and Burke, I just think Knight is the better player. Uh, you know, Pinson only played five minutes, really did nothing, got two fouls. He didn't score any points, didn't take any shots. Uh, Charlie Brown was the same way. He he got one foul, 
you know, he got no stats. Uh, Carlick Jones got two free throws and he made them. You know, George King. You know, those The George King, Charlie Brown, uh, you know, they're probably the first two guys that are going to be uh, basically not renewed their 10-day contract. Um, like I said, Bullock should be showing up pretty soon. Um, I don't know when, like, Pinson was the first guy to sign. My guess is uh, they'll probably let his contract run out. Uh, I don't remember how long ago it was. I don't know if it'll reach the 10 days, but um, I don't know how that works as far as you have to you have to waive them or you have to let the 10 day run out. I, I don't know the rules on that. So if it's one of those things where you have to let it run out, then obviously I think Pinson's the first guy to let his contract run out because he was the first guy that signed. But if it's something you can just let someone go, I figure it's going to be Charlie Brown or George Kink. I think they'll give Pinson another few games to see if they want to pursue him as like a two-way player because I think he is eligible for that. So, because uh, they did clear up that two-way contract by waiving Amarui. Now, he's a guy who could come back and play next year um, on a two-way deal if they wanted to do that. I think he's a. I think he's worth taking a look at, honestly. But, uh, anyhow. But, like I said, Bullock, I'm told, or I'm read, will come back soon. Now, the Mavericks do have a, their next game is against Sacramento. Um, late start, my time. Um, it'll be 9.30 my time, so in the evening. Uh, I don't know if Bullock's playing that game or if he's playing in the Friday game, which has an early start of 5 o'clock. Uh, it's New Year's Eve, so it's a little bit earlier of a start. But looking at looking at the Mavs and the Kings, the Kings are sort of playing better since they fired their coach. Um, they've actually lost three in a row. I, you know, I this is a game Dallas. This is a game, a team that Dallas should beat. Um, twice, obviously. I think they've beat them once already this year. I want to say they've played them once already and they beat them. Sacramento's not a good team. I don't know who they have playing and who they don't. Um, you know, they actually do play tonight. So they will be on a second night of a back-to-back, -back, which, you know, kind of benefits Dallas. Uh I think I can look and see like their last game prior to tonight was Sunday and the only player that's significant that didn't play was Davion Mitchell. I don't know if it's because of injury or uh, the COVID protocol, but everyone else played. You know what's funny about Sacramento is they actually do have a pretty good uh, – roster of guys. They actually have Emmanuel Moody. I didn't even know he was still in the league. 
they, they actually have a good roster of players. I just, for whatever reason, they can't figure out how to use them. Um, I, I don't know. You know, if your best player is supposed to be Darren Fox, he, he can't have 12 points. I, I just, uh, you know, Halliburton had 18. This Damon Jones had 15. And Terrence Davis had 15. You know, it's, you can't, your best player can't be like your fourth leading scorer in a game, right? I understand if he ends up being your second because you have a guy go off or whatever, but I, if I were if, if I were Sacramento, I would look to move De'Aaron Fox, and I don't want to make this kind of a Sacramento-type pod, but I just I don't think Darren, De'Aaron Fox is a guy you build a team around. And I, I would look to see what I could get for him. I don't know what his value is around the league. You know, he's averaging 21 a game, which is not bad. But I just, I just don't think he's a guy who's can, who can lead your team to a victory. You know, and I think Halliburton is. I think if you were to give Halliburton that team, and you know, I, I think he's the guy who can. Now he's not a big time scorer, so you would you would need someone to score, and I my guess is that could be that could be somebody like Harrison Barnes. I I don't know. He had a hard time scoring, you know, when he was on Dallas, and I think his best was like nineteen a game or something. But I just these are two games that Dallas really should win. They need to win. You know, right now Dallas is sitting at seventh. You know, the Clippers are. They've lost two in a row. Paul George isn't playing. I, I could see the Clippers kind of free-falling. I don't know how far they can fall. They're going to fall, but I could just see them falling. Um, without Paul George, without Kawhi, they're really just a team of just guys. And I, I don't know if they have anybody out with protocols, but if they end up with you know, a problem like Dallas had with so many players out, you know, you could really see a bad team out there, You know, a lottery team for two weeks playing. And so if Dallas can take advantage of these two games, you know, beat a team that's only got 13 wins, and I know Dallas has 16, so it's not that many more, but, you know, Dallas themselves, they're only half a game out of the fifth spot. You know, for as bad as they've been, for as much as they struggled, heck, they're only four games out of the fourth spot, you know, with over half the season left. Um, four games out of the fourth spot it's not bad you know you go on a eight game winning streak you do, things might look different you know so and I, I just think if if Luca can come back and play at an all-star level like he seems to do every second half of the season they can figure out these lineups figure out who can do what play when um, improve the roster. I, I just think they can. Um, I just think they can win some games. They they really can. There's a lot of teams struggling right now. Um, the Lakers are missing Anthony Davis. They're two games under 500. You know the Wolves have a better record than the Lakers. You know who? Nobody would have thought that coming into this season. That what are we? What is that? That's 26 plus that 33 games in that the Wolves would have a better record than the Lakers, right? So, 
everyone's struggling. You know, San Antonio sitting in that tenth spot. You know, in that playoff with fourteen wins, nineteen losses. So it's you know the West right now is the 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 West is the the, the conference that's struggling. Uh, now the East isn't doing too much better, but. There are two teams that are really disappointing teams, and that's the Knicks and the Hawks. I don't know. What's funny is, you know, right now Toronto's sitting at 10. I, I just don't see how Toronto holds on to that spot. But, you know, there's going to be a team like Charlotte or Boston or New York or Atlanta. I just think one of those teams aren't making the playoffs. And that's going to be kind of funny, you know, when you when we look back, you know, towards the end of the season and see, you know, kind of where these teams are at. You know, which team is going to be on the outside looking in? Um, I, I don't foresee the Raptors making it and both Knicks and Hawks not. I, I do think Atlanta is more capable of making it. Um, the Knicks, the Knicks actually do have tradable players. Um, so they do have an opportunity to improve their team. I think the Knicks would be happy to move on Randall and Kimball Walker if they can improve their team. And I just, you know, those two guys aren't bad players. I'd take both of them in Dallas. But, uh, uh, you know, if Dallas could figure out a way to get Randall, that would be really good. But I, I just don't know you know what what teams are going to do there are a lot of um there's a lot of teams hovering around 500 that I'm not sure if they're willing to make that move to really improve cuz you know once you get to those top 3 teams in the east it's just you know it's like how much better are you going to be making a move or two than say Milwaukee or Brooklyn, right? I mean, it, it might just be better to kind of hold off, you know, see what happens and, you know, go into the offseason and look to, you know, improve your team with, you know, signing some role players and such. So I don't know how many teams are looking to, you know, improve like that. So, um, you know, Cleveland's getting Evan Mobley back tonight against uh, – in the game they play, I don't remember who they played, but uh, they play uh, the Pelicans. Pelicans are obviously a winnable game, but you know Cleveland is at the four and the five spot, and I I just don't see them really falling that much further down. I mean I I could see Cleveland getting a top six spot, so it's going to be interesting um, here in the next week or so. Uh, Clay Thompson's going to come back. Now, I, there is a possibility that he could come back in the game against Dallas, but, you know, I think they wanted to bring him back in a home game. It's from what I, I read, and, you know, that Dallas game is a, is would be on the road for them because it's a home game for Dallas. So we might get lucky, and he might miss that game because I, I think if that's the night they're retiring Dirk's jersey, I think on the 5th. Because if Clay Thompson plays that game and they've got a full lineup, it it could 
it could look, it could get ugly. So uh, I, I do think Golden State's the best team in the league. I do think Golden State's going to win the finals. As if every team kind of goes into the playoffs as constructed, fully healthy, I think Golden State's the best team right now. I even think they're better than Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Um, a Golden State-Brooklyn or a Golden State-Milwaukee finals would be interesting. So um, that's pretty much going to do it for me today. I, uh, I'll come back and do a pod after the Sacramento game on Wednesday. It is a late game, so I'll probably do it on Thursday. Uh, the Friday game, I, I, you know, we'll see how it goes, but I'm not trying to do it after the game. Um, I don't go really out anywhere on New Year's Eve. Um, I did that when I was younger. I'm a bit older now, so that's not anything I'm really interested in. So I might do it then, but, uh, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can at the Maps Outsider. If you could rate and review your podcast, wherever it is you get your podcast, I'd appreciate it. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Later.